This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. So it's been announced the 26 players that will be representing England at Qatar this, well, say summer, I was about to say, this winter. It's hello from me and hello from little mini-me, uh, suitably attired. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the squad, the omissions, the inclusions. I think we've got a fair bit to talk about. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you very much for joining us. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. Well, welcome along. Like I say, we're going to be looking at the squad, who's in, who's out, who's shaking it all about. Um, We'll be comparing this season, well, this season, this cup squad to previous ones and see how they compare. Uh, Thanks to Sky for all the uh, graphics, saves me doing any work. But first of all, I want your opinions. Let me know who you think should be going that's not going or who is going that shouldn't be. Uh, First of all, though, we've got to get... Let's get the thoughts of this man who, when he was asked and his press conference started at two o'clock, he didn't actually seem sure that James was in. Um, let's uh, let's have a listen, shall we? This is embargo that James has made it. Yeah, well, it's embargoed until it's finished. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Has he proved, do you think, simply too good to ignore? Well, listen, firstly, it's wonderful news for, for James and his family and, and everyone, obviously, here at Leicester. I'm also delighted for Gareth, from a coaching perspective, to have that talent available in, in, in what is such a, a great tournament. So, uh, but yeah, I think his level of consistency and uh, the work ethic and the talent and what he's proven over these last uh, few years uh, has, has swung that sort of decision for him because he's a, he's a fantastic player and one of the best players in uh, in the Premier League. So really, really delighted for him. And uh, and obviously, of course, he had all his teammates because without them, then uh, it's difficult to, to also play to the level that he's been at. One of his teammates, Timothy Castagna, who we spoke to this morning, mm-hmm. said that he felt James had been playing with a little bit of a bit between his teeth, a real desire to so there we go uh that was brendan's thoughts on the matter he he certainly has gone to the ivan lendl school of uh, expressions brendan hasn't he (laughs) and i think something that was once said about ivan lendl could easily be attributed to brendan rogers you know when he's ejaculated because his right eyebrow goes up um, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't let his emotions rule. A saint with a sin. Good evening, sir. How are you? Welcome along. Nice to have you in. Thank goodness. Thank God, Madison's in. I've starting versus Iran. This is something that we're going to be talking about because he's picked him. Will he play him? Uh, if you go by stats and form, he's ahead of Foden and Grealish and Saka. We've been saying that for ages, Saint. I agree 100% with you, but there was one person who didn't. Who manages England at the moment. Look, I'd love to say I've got Katie Price in. Um, I haven't, but I have got a couple of double Ds. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Dave and we've got Dan. Good evening, gentlemen. I don't know about you, Dan. Though. <laughs> I can't believe he's called us a pair of double beans when he's the biggest tick going. <laughs> I only said it for a laugh. I was I was just hoping to get a titter. Um, so did I, I think. <laughs> I think I boomed. <laughs> oh, we've got all these dates to go for, but I'm going to say thank you for your support at the start. But welcome along, guys. Um, 
Doug's in. Good evening, Doug. Uh, how's the haircut going? Hope you are well, sir. And Hayden is in as well. Got to be happy, Hayden. James has made it. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at the squad, shall we? And um, Dan, first of all, obviously we talked earlier. Um, your thoughts? Your thoughts on the uh, first thoughts on the squad? Provisionally okay. Um, I'm glad that you know, like we've said about Southgate, that he should be picking players on on form, on merit. It's good to see Madison in there. It's it's like you say, that's the one that asks a million questions. Is he in there because he feels he's pressured by media to put him in there? He's pressured by thousands of fans to put him in there due to the success he's having? Or is he genuinely thought, you know what, I've got to put Madison in there for, for the fact that he's playing consistently well uh, and performing and creating chances? Um, so, you know, the Madison inclusion aside, calling up Rashford, who... Yes, Man United aren't tearing the book up in terms of form, but uh, Rashford's found a bit of resilience for himself in that Man United side. For me, a, a few notable misses in there, shall we say. Mm. But all in all, things can change. Yes, there is still a game well. week. You are? Your misses going as well. <laughs> Where is the squad? <laughs> Well, to, to be fair, the uh, it's, like, it's like you say, um, there's a 26 man squad there that we've still got a game week of football to play. Some of these could get knocks, kicks, yeah. you know, injuries, um, and we could see those people that didn't quite make it standing by the phone anticipating that call. But overall, I, I think you've got to be sort of semi happy with the squad. I'm going to ask you this, Dave, because I asked Steve Larnick this yesterday and he, he nearly bit my head off because I said in the nicest possible way I'm getting a bit of feedback I don't know who somebody, I'm, I'm so hearing I. myself back on somebody that's probably be me uh, it's always the Burnley one isn't it um, uh, saying, you've just been named in that so you're James Madison you've just been named in that squad and you can see there's a 50-50 tackle coming up <laughs> against West Ham on, on Saturday is that any better? That's better, yeah. That's great, mate. Cheers. I mean, Dave, do you go in for the tackle or do you hold back? Is that going to be on people, you know, on players' minds? We've seen how many people James Justin might have got in, but he's injured. Chilwell, the same. You know, it's going to be the suppose, back of mind, doesn't it? I suppose Steve Linex said, "Yes, of course you do." Uh, oh, he he of, went he went mad yeah. and said the fact that no, they don't pull out of them. Yeah, I pull him out of the game. Really? Yeah. Uh, he didn't play against West Ham last year, did he? Or was he here before when they went partying? Um, I wouldn't pick him. But but are we taking off there? Because we're helping him. Uh, we want well, three points. We're helping Madison. We are. Um, and, and But when you think about that, if Newcastle come knocking in the summer, tripling his wages. He, he might think, uh, blimey, thanks for helping me. Uh, I'll stick around. In fact, we beat Leeds, didn't we, without him? And you know what? I, I, I love your optimism, Dave. <laughs> Truly, and, <laughs> and whatever you're drinking, I'll have a couple of pints of it, please. <laughs> tea, tea, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Well, let's have a look in a bit more detail. Uh, so, Dan, um, these, these are the defenders and the keepers that are going. Um, I think we, we kind of 
those three sort of keepers pretty much put themselves in there, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, out of the four that were questioned, you've got to say that Henderson misses out. If, if, if it again goes back to what we're saying, picking players on form, Ramsdale's in an Arsenal squad, top of the Premier League. Pope is, well, we saw his penalty heroics last night in the Cup against Palace. Uh, but, you know, Newcastle are doing really well in the Prem. Pickford, there because he's Southgate's, you know, go-to, potentially. Uh, has to, that's the only reason he's in there, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have him. I don't like the bloke. I don't like the way he plays in goal. He's too flash. He's, he's you know, he's hyper. Um, a goalkeeper yeah. needs to have a calm head, especially in a World Cup. And I don't see that with him. All our best goalkeepers have been calm. You know, Shilton, Banks, Seaman, you know, you go through them all, Clements, uh, Jennings, not English, I know, but the same thing. He was Mr. Laid Back, wasn't he? Probably one of the best keepers in the world. Henderson, yeah. just don't, uh, sorry, not Henderson, Pickford, you just don't know what he's going to do. And I, I can't see it. But, I mean, this was something, Dave, that I we, we discussed earlier on, on Dan's channel uh, and uh, Turf Moor House TV. It's a good show. If you missed it, go and check it out. Um, and we said this, we said, well, I said this, sometimes a player can be playing bloody awful for his club, but turns up when it comes to England games and vice versa. You pick players who are absolutely amazing for the club and then just don't do it when, when they put the England shirt on. Uh, and Pickford, and I, and I hate saying this because I'm shooting down my own argument about picking players on form, but Pickford <laughs> has... Not really let England down, has he? No, he hasn't. And we've got five other players, at least, who are in the squad who shouldn't be on form. So, you know, yeah. that's why well, I think that's why we're all surprised to a degree that James Madison was in because he's in the best form of his life and anybody's life. He is, but that, like you say, that doesn't mean that he was going to be picked. No. Um, I just, it just makes me nervous, that's all. Makes me nervous. Yeah, well, I think we're all. I, does it not? And I'll come to. I'll stick with you first with this one, Dave, because the mm-hmm. point you've made there that this is probably the first World Cup in in a while where we've not gone in thinking we're going to do well. Mm. It's coming home and all this. You know, it, it. And is that not a is that not a good thing in a way? <sighs> Well, if, as long as the players don't think that, as long as it's been played down by our side, so we're not getting too hyper and we, you know, we'll go stupid and then mm. when we lose, all hell kicks off. But no, I think you're right. I think our defence is not good enough against the world's top sides. Mm. I think, um, I mean, Maguire plays pretty well for England, although I didn't watch those pointless friendlies. I don't know what they were. The, what was it? The Europa League? Ne- Something Nation's like that, League. Nation's oh, League. Yeah. I couldn't but be watching Dan, that, but... Would Dan, do you think um, same question to you? Um, it's pretty much like what Dave said. To be fair, um, I look at these defenders. I look at some of them. I look at some of them in there. Alexander Arnold should be nowhere near. Connor Cordy had a rather had Tarkowski, and that's without the claret tinted glasses. Um, you know, you said it though about players being sort of crap at club level, but mm. decent uh, on the international stage. Maguire, you know, I think there's always going to be questions over his 
over his head. Um, and his pace. It, yeah. You know, I mean, that's his only... I mean, I thought he'd be... Not the Bobby Moore, obviously, but he could read a game well. He wouldn't need the pace, but he's been caught out a few times. And he, he was at Leicester. It's certainly the year that we sold him, I mean, he had a nightmare season and he was being beaten all the time. Um, and I, I just don't think against top sides, in a place that's going to be still pretty warm, even if it's air-conned, uh, I don't think he's up to it. We no. said that again. This was something we said earlier as well. Is that you are, you know should only be taking players that are match fit, mm. not just fit, but match fit because we're playing in such the heat. But I mean, for me, Maguire is a shoe in. He, he he's got to go because he's never let as they England down. And the problem you've, if you, you watch get... some of them Nation League friendlies, you'll realise he did. Mm. Well, who didn't? I mean, this is what we're saying. We're saying. Was Harry Maguire the reason we lost or drew or didn't win any of the games? If you look at one of the games, if you look at one of the games, he was at fault for I think two, two or three goals in one in one particular fixture. Gave away a penalty. He weren't marking his man. Uh, he was out of out of position. But then yet again, it's easy to single one player out. You could say that Carl Walker was out of position for the ball in. Um, mm. and things like I don't know. It's it's tit for tat, and sometimes players can be used as scapegoats. Maybe that's what he is. Maybe that's what he is to people, but um, we like to have but, a player we can pick on and moan about, don't we? I actually like oh, yeah. Maguire. I, I I was sorry when he left Leicester. Mm. I think he's he's a seems a decent bloke. He's a Northerner, but that's all right. Um, he's uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, um, <laughs> but you know I I do like him as a player. I just think you cannot have a season or so like he's had uh, and. Play in the World Cup for England. I don't see how that works. But again, I know what you meant, though, Dave. I know what you meant. It's Yorkshire that's a bit, a bit nasty. <laughs> but is, is with Maguire? Was it a case that, let's say, and I don't, I don't follow Man United, obviously, so I don't know what they were playing. Um, and we'll come to everybody's comments on the defenders in a second. But is it not the fact that he was awful? But then so were the other three. Say back four for argument. So was the other three, Dan. It wasn't just him. One, you know, it was the whole back line for Man United were bloody awful last season. You know, you know what's just come to my mind, and I dare say it, and I'm going to involve Madison in this situation because sometimes, as you say, regarding players, it's not just down to one man. There's eleven players on that on that field wearing wearing white or red, whichever they're choosing to wear that that fixture. But it comes to summit where we as fans say, oh. This is shit. Put such and such in midfield. Change that at the back. And these managers do it, and they do it when this team is so out of sorts, so that when it does, if it doesn't come off, it's a case of I've got an excuse to sort of I can lynch him off, and it's a reason why he's not going to get called up again. Is that a reason why Madison's been called up? Because the way England have performed in the Na uh, Nations League, is it a case of, well, I'll stick him in there, and if it goes tits up, I've got someone to blame that everyone's yeah. been gl gloating I about agree. and saying it's the main thing for... I agree 100%. I, I've said that about Rodgers and Pratt, to be honest with you, you know, when he when he's put him on. But I, I actually was... And this sums it all up for me. I was watching a um, Harry Redknapp interview last night, and he said when he was managing West Ham... There was a guy behind him 
that kept saying, get, I don't know, let's call the player Jones or whatever. You get oh, Jones Chapman. Lee Chapman. It was. Was mm. it? I don't know. I don't think I could see if, see if it was, but we'll, we'll call him Jones for now. Get Jones on. Get Jones on. The player that's playing is bloody rubbish. Get him off. Get him off. You get this player on. And Harry Redknapp's there thinking like, no, he's like my fourth choice. I'm not going to play him because he's sort of worse than the guy that's on the field at the moment. And every game he was given in there, and apparently then they had a bit of a an illness or something that goes through the club, and he had no choice but to play this play called Jones. Puts him on, and apparently he was bloody awful. And the same guy sat behind him shouting, get Jones off, get him <laughs> off, he's rubbish, what have you put him on for? <laughs> and it is, managers can't, can't win. Uh, we're going to go through the, the, through the defenders in a second. Let's just catch up with some... Um, some comment. Uh, a good point Doug makes here. Tomori is the big one for me. He should be in there. Uh, Haspers, yeah. good evening. The defenders are awful. Uh, Dyer and Maguire make me feel sick. Dyer, he is Dyer at the moment for Spurs, but again, you know, <laughs> he's done it for, Le uh, for, for Leicester, for England. Um, I agree. If he's going to the World Cup, I think not to play him because he would get injured and then I'm, uh, Hayden, I'm a bit confused about what you're trying to say there. I think you're going to say if he's going to West Ham. Um, <coughs> but, uh, I think, no, I think he means um, Madison, doesn't he? Yes, but if he's saying, I agree if he is going to go to the not World to Cup, play. I think not to play him because you would get injured and then yeah, miss he, the World Cup. He means Saturday, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jade, I personally I don't think Trent should be going. To be fair, he's not been on his best form and won't get used. Um, I agree, Jade says Doug. Oh, Liverpool, Liverpool, uh, massive there. You see, sticking together uh, as soon as he's going because he's a leader. Uh, Jade, I can't, she's agreeing with Doug. Doug's agreeing with Jade. Box, uh, I'd have Tarkovsky and Tamori in for Cody and Alexander Arnold. Um, I'd, I'd have had Lewis Dunk instead of Maguire. Ooh, don't know, Doug, don't know. Uh, back forward, back five. Uh, I think Southgate was backed into a corner. Reed Madison. That is a good point, David. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was watching. Well, it wasn't what I was listening to um, the chronicles of um, uh, Roy Hodgson before the uh, before they announced the squad. God, if you think if you think Brendan's boring, and he said, you know, he, he has never been backed into a corner until now. If that's the case, this is the first time he's done it. So. I don't know. I'd have Ward Prowse box. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Does Tillemans also play with less intensity versus West Ham? Applies to all players. Yes, but we're not talking Belgium. We're talking England, the same. So that's why we said about. Uh, yeah, it's a good point, though. Good point, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And yeah. it would apply to, to all the players. Uh, Pickford, Maguire, Phillips, all indifferent at club form, but have been solid for England. So, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the argument. Um, England, mm. black centre-back depth. Uh, Mings, ooh. Uh, Maguire takes a good penalty. Uh, Madison is a starter for me. Well, let's have a, let's have a look at that back four. Um, back four, sorry, have a look at the defenders. Trippier, um, he, he's, 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 one of these, he's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't think you know you can. He's having a, a great season, and you know, I know he's ex Burnley, but um, but yeah. he's versatile, Chris, as well. He's versatile, yeah. you could play him right, right back, left back, play him, you know, push him forward. So he's got that, you know, he's got a mean cross on him, 
Mm. That's what mean crossing him. And uh, this is what I mean. People are saying set pieces, James Ward-Prowse. That's all Ward-Prowse offers. If you're mm. going to get someone with set pieces, Trippy has got that as well. We saw it in the final with the free kick he's got. He yeah. scored free kicks for Newcastle as well recently. So you don't need too many. Too many in there can uh, upset the apple cart. <coughs> Madison. Uh, <laughs> John Stones, um, happy with him, Dave? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just looking at that back four here. and We've only got one left back, haven't we? Is that right? Um, fact, yeah, Luke just... Shaw. Yeah, mm. Luke Shaw. Ben White, right back. Trippier, right back. Uh, Walker, right back. Yeah. I, I can understand why you're a bit iffy with Stones, because he is a, he is from Yorkshire yeah. and Northern, so I can understand why you're going with that Maguire mentality again, Dave. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe he'll, he'll go for th three. I thought they were harder than that. <laughs> mm. um, um, I, actually, I wouldn't pick Eric Dyer either. A, he's not a, no. he's not a no. back four Luke, player. He's, Luke he's, Shaw, Dan? Yeah, um, I, I, think he's I think he's found some he's form. <laughs> Dave's got a habit of jumping about three questions ahead. So I'm just falling back a little bit. Luke Shaw, almost a Leicester player in the summer, allegedly. Really? Um, you got to... Uh, he can play at left-back, can't he? Yeah, he's na naturally yeah, yeah, a left-back. Yeah, yeah. Naturally a left-back. Did it at Southampton. Okay, he had his he had his troubles with Mourinho at United, saying he was a bit overweight and stuff like that. I mean, that that's not really going to build your confidence as a footballer if your manager's right. telling you you're a bit of a, a chubby sod. So, you know, under Ten Hag, he's he's knuckled down. He's uh, he seems to be playing quite well in that on that left hand side, and yeah, I think he deserves his spot in the in the in the World Cup squad for me. He's the only left back we got, so. Mm. Oh yeah, Trippier can play. Trippier can't Trippier play left back? Yeah, Trippier can play left back. In fact, for England, he's played. He spent quite a few play? games playing left back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to put these three all together um, for Dave Dyer, Maguire, and Alexander Arnold because none of them are playing brilliantly, like we said earlier, for their teams. No, but have any of them really let England down? Well, I don't think Dyer's a back four player. He certainly makes too many mistakes and he's not very good at it. Um, I, I don't think he's good enough to play for England mm. in any position. Uh, he seems to be a favourite, though. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I just think he's been lucky. But... Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he, he made a bit of a boo-boo at the weekend, didn't he? But uh... he's, done, he's done it nearly every week that mm. I've seen anyway. He's, it's a regular mistake. Yeah. Um, and if you got him and Maguire together there, you could be asking for trouble. Um, last three here, Dan, uh, Ben White. Uh, I mean, I thought Kyle Walker was was injured. Um, and is. then Connor Cody. You know. Yeah, and if he's Kyle, injured... Kyle Walker has got a knock. He's got a bit of a knock, but it must not be too serious. And he might be able to... You know, I, th I, I don't know whether Gareth's potentially looking at it and thinking... He may not play through the group stage, but he should be back and in fat and fighting fit if we do get to the round of sixteen and stuff. But then that's a little bit unfair because if yeah. you if you've got players that are banging form and you've got a, a mentality going to then just stick him in because he's back from injury, it's a bit mm. shitty for me. Ben White does deserve his chance. It's still quite young, but yeah. he's found uh, he's found a bit of form at Arsenal. Cordy's the one for me that I, I think is just a bit if a bit dodgy, as I say. 
a player that gets shipped out on loan by Wolves because he can't sit in a back four, goes to Everton, plays in a back four, and and gets the call up ahead of Tarkowski, who was for me ahead on stats, yeah. week in week out. Yeah, I just, I mean, we, we we talked about this at length earlier. We've done it in the past with um, a Brian Robson, with. Um, David Beckham with Wayne Rooney, where players aren't 100% fit, but you know they're carrying an injury. But we take them because of the name. I mean, Dave, should any player, if they are injured, and we are playing in intense heat over there, should any player, if they are carrying an injury, be included in the squad at all? Well, not that a, unless they're that good. Those three are pretty good. We haven't got anybody in the squad that's that good. But, but those three, none of them ended up going further than the first couple of games. No, they didn't, no. So that would say it's a mistake. But then you know, Southgate's picked somebody that's injured, but picked dropped somebody because they are injured. And they won't make the later stages. Well, won't get to before the mm. later stages. I'm talking crap here, wouldn't I? Won't be able to play before <laughs> the later stages. So, Reece, Reece I Jones... Can't Is it bad that I understood what you were trying to say? Well, that's a slight <laughs> worry, Chris. That is, yeah, that's a worry. But Reese James has not been selected for that reason, I believe, that he, he might make the latter stages, but not the group mm. games. So, how can you do that with him? And how does he feel when he's picking players in the same position, like Carl Walker? Because Carl Walker's not fit yet. No, exactly. Um, exactly. And, and I have to agree on Connor Cody. I thought against Leicester, he was dreadful. Uh, yeah. Really bad. Um, yeah. Ben White, yeah, definite. Alexander Arnold, nah. But yeah. you know, tell me who's going to take their place because I'm trying to think of. Well, Tamori, Tamori for me, yeah, Dave. Tamori, I mean, he, yeah, yeah. His, his stats say it all. His stats say it all. He's the most consistent English centre back in in the in the four main divisions, really. Of it's it's it's. I hope who do you leave box. out, Dan? Who do you leave out? Let's ask you first. Who do you leave out for Tremori? Um, Cody. I would have said Cody. Would you say the same, Dave? I think that, I think I've got him or Dyer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the missus is in. Hey, Dan. Good evening, Kate. How the devil are you? Are you looking forward to your trip to Qatar in, uh, in a couple of weeks? <laughs> Dan, Dan said you were going. Um, Box, it's a it's a shame James Trippier, Chilwell, Shaw would make a really strong fullback unit. They they would. Uh, I mean, with Tarkovsky, and before we move on to the midfielder, Dan, I'll speak to you because obviously you you know him from Burnley. You, you could say, oh, well, he's not really been included in any squad. So, you know, and this is what they said about Callum Wilson. He's in it. It's what they said about Madison. He's in it. So he could have very easily picked Tarkovsky. But again, is it, you know, Everton are having such a, no pun intended, dire season? But if that's the case, like I said um, earlier on, Tarkovsky has been the fans voted by the fans for the last two months as their player of the month. That does not... That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Fans are paying good money to see them players perform. And these fans are picking him as a standout player for the month. And there's 11 mm -hmm. players to pick from. For the last two months, he's got that. So how has Conor Cody got a call-up? Tarkovsky hasn't. It was only, what, 
two or three week back match of the day. We're having an absolute, you know, tug fest over the fact that Tarky should be in that squad. Mm. And then it got onto the, you know, that went quiet because it all moved on to the Madison needs to be in there. And, and you know, not that that's, it's a case of they shouldn't continue speaking about Tarkovsky, but, you know, every every position's going to gonna be mentioned. But yeah. whilst it's all well and good bringing in one consistent performer, but you've got to do it across the board. You can't just bring one in and think that's going to appease the fans. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the uh, midfield and strikers. Um, let's just quickly run through it. So you've got Kane, Declan Rice... Jude Bellingham, Raheem Sterling, uh, Phil Foden, uh, Saka, Mount, Grealish, uh, Henderson. I suppose they need somebody to sniff the grass, don't they? Rashford, um, Phillips, Wilson, Madison and Conor Gallagher. Uh, Dave, does Rashford deserve to be in there? They're all saying, oh, he's, he's come back well and you know he's come out of Ronaldo's shadow and all this. I think he scored one goal. He has, but he's, he's not had much of a chance. Um, and when he's played, he's, he's in form now, isn't he? He's starting to get back to his old form. I think definitely I would take him without doubt. He's a quality player. Um, he's a good, honest bloke. And I think uh, we need him because that forward line does worry me somewhat. <laughs> Harry Kane, was it? Did I see his manager say he's absolutely shattered or physically? Mm, yeah, yeah, saying he's knackered and tired out. It's only November, for Christ's sake. What is wrong with them? Eh? November. In, in summer, if we were playing the World Cup in summer, he'd say the same thing. I, I think, think I, I said early, didn't I, on your show, Dan, that when we were struggling at the start of the season, uh, Brendan Rodgers was uh, spewing bullshit out all over the place, wasn't he? It's the heat, it's yeah. that, it's the age, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that... Um, <laughs> the uh, the 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 um, what's he called at Tottenham has just discovered the same uh, the same language because there's a difference between like what you said, Chris. There's a difference between Rogers coming out and saying the heat, the pitch, you know, it wasn't watered and stuff like that. Conte's coming out and throwing his main star under the bus. Yeah. Mm. There's a little bit of difference than saying the grass the the grass could have been two millimeters shorter than. Saying me forwards knackered. Yeah. Well, that's an insult to Harry Kane, I think. You yeah. Know, I mean, saying the guy's not fit or he's not, you know, doing his job or he's not this, not that. Well, Kane's think... got to be in there, though, hasn't he? I mean, you know, at the Euros, it was Sterling, Sterling, Sterling with the goals. And I think that's oh, yeah, why yeah. he's got to be in there. And then it was all oh, Kane's not scoring, Kane's not scoring. And then once he started again, he got two or three. They've both got to be included, Dan, haven't they? Yeah, of course they have. I say Sterling goes quiet, but then as soon as you get to the international stage, it's like he's he's hardly light up and he just comes alive. Um, I, see, Sterling for me, I've never been his biggest fan. Never. I mean, that's going back to when he was younger, though, and he was taking on players two or three times and then losing it. And I was just thinking, you massive, you know, so and so. So. He's, he has grown on me as a player. The, the more he's got older and mellowed out. But on the international stage, yeah, sometimes he has got that little bit of trickery up his sleeve and can grab the goals. Yeah. But he, he has got more caps than he deserved because he didn't score for about 30, did he, or something? Yeah, He was getting picked all the time for not scoring goals as a striker. Um, he was very... Uh, 
greedy, wasn't he? Shall we put so we say that politely? He was very greedy, and yeah. people were going yeah. mad, and he should be passing. It drove me mad, uh, and and yet, like you say, I I I, <laughs> I I accused him of being greedy in the Euros, and within two minutes he scored. So shows <laughs> what we uh, what we all know. Um, Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham, Dave, you happy with those two in? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Rice is pretty solid, isn't he? Um, yeah. He can play as a holding midfielder. Um, he, he's pretty. He works pretty hard, and he's a decent player. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a problem with those two at all. No. And Dan, Phil Foden, and uh, Saka. Yeah, Foden at club level has been tremendous. I think him and obviously Harland created a bit of an understanding, but whether he can take that and replicate that with Harry Kane uh, in, in a forward three, we, we shall see. Um, Saka, like I said, I said earlier, and I'll say it again for people that didn't hear it, what a comeback from having all that shit thrown at you, racial abuse, slurs from everywhere, all over the, all over the shop, um, you're not fit enough to play for England or because he missed a penalty. As a young player that went to that tournament as well, he shook that off. He's come back with abundance and has been the standout player for Arsenal this season. One of the first names that should have been in this World Cup squad for me. Um, and I think he's. we've not even seen the best of him yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we know what he, what he <laughs> suffered was, uh, was bad. But at the, at the end of the day... Southgate looked at it and he'd, he'd been practising penalties and his first five players in order were the five players that had been scoring penalties and doing it regularly. So he had to be in there, didn't he, Dave? I suppose yeah. the argument would be, should he have gone fifth or should he have gone first? Well, who knows? If you score them all, you're great. <laughs> it's not yeah. the sort of decision I'd like to have to make in a tournament. No player wants to be fifth, do they? No player yeah. wants to be fifth, knowing it could be the decisive penalty. At the end of the day, that adds pressure to you. You know, you've already got to question yourself, which way am I putting it and don't change your mind. Um, so to then think, if I don't score though, there's a good chance I'm not going to win it here. And it, it can just get to you. So, And as, a, as I say, as a young lad, as a young lad to take that pressure, do it, and the whole of the nation sort of rally behind him, in support, apart from the odd, mm. you know, idiotic fan base. Um, yeah, to see him grow as a player and grow as a person and, you know, mature in that sense. That's I think it's needed, well isn't it, Dan? You need yeah, that of to be an international. And he showed he's got it. Um, and that's going to keep him in good stead. For it goes back years. to what you said, Dave, about about uh, Declan Rice as well. We've seen Declan Rice at, at West Ham, you know, come off after games going, ref, what's all that about? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, mm. we need someone like that that will be like, I've got this England shirt on. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I see a little bit of Gazza in Declan Rice in terms of his passion for it. Mm. Um, I think so, just, just going back to penalties, though, I, I, think, I suppose... You, you you do want you for me. You want your most experienced player taking the fifth penalty. So that is going to be Harry Kane. Yeah, because you know Saka goes first and misses it. All right, you know, but it's not the end of the world. It might give the the opposition a bit of a g up if they score theirs, but it can still be saved. So 
maybe he, he just got it the wrong way around, but he was doing the right thing in putting the players on that had been scoring the penalties in uh, in training. Um, yeah, but, but hey, I always, I always, sorry, Chris, I always relate back to Vardy. I can't remember which league game it was. Vardy was on the bench and he came on, he hadn't had a touch and we got a penalty. He came on, took the penalty, missed it. Yeah. Now, everybody says, oh no, Vardy wouldn't do, but it must have some effect on you. You've not kicked a ball yet. Yeah, um, your first yeah. kick is to take a penalty. These kids were on for what five minutes, something like that, ten minutes maybe. Didn't get a kick hardly, and at their age, you're expected to take a penalty in a final. Mm. Um, God, with our track record as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Dave Mount and Grealish. I thought Mount was another one that was carrying an injury. Well, he's not. I mean, he's been pretty impressive, hasn't he? I think. Um, when he's come on, but I don't know if he's played that many hours, has he? Or minutes? I'm not sure. Hmm. Seems to be on the bench a lot, from what I remember. I mean, I might be wrong, but I just seem to think that. Uh, Grealish, yeah. I just hope um, him and Madison don't go out one night or something like that. <laughs> he's a reformed character, Madders. Yeah. I mean, Dan, the big child. question is, I was reading earlier that they couldn't play Rio and John Terry together. Everybody said you can't play um, uh, Lampard and uh, Gerard together. Can you play Grealish and Madison together? I mean, whatever you say about Grealish, he will. He, he does raise the crowd when he comes on, and he does run. At, sometimes I've sat there completely bored watching England. Grealish has come on, and at least he's got on and had a go and run at the defence. Yes, he goes down like a prostitute's knickers on double time, but... He gets you the free kick. Um, can can he be on the same pitch as Madison? Because if it's a choice, nine nine times out of ten, it's going to be Grealish over Madison. I'm, I, I get the feeling. So, are you, uh, do you think Madison's going to go to this tournament and play out wide, or do you think he's not? Be, he might be utilised behind a striker like Harry Kane. That way, if we do change it up, Harry Kane's not having to push us deep. I'd, I'd be honest with you, this is Gareth Southgate. Who knows? You know, yeah. he, could be, he could be playing nine at the back. Ostrich. And up front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we don't know the formula, uh, the uh, formation, do we? we we've no. never known it, really. No. I mean, ideally, do you, do you yeah, think they can play in the same team? Yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so, yeah. I think it's just about getting them to play together. We They might play, what, they might play this game against Iran and it not work. But then yet again, you can't say it's not worked after one game. It needs to be consecutive. You need to see whether it's going to gel. Um, also, then, the thing is, for me, uh-huh. Grealish is an impact sub. For me, for England, I'd say Grealish is an impact sub, not a starter. I say it comes on against yeah. teams that are, you know, okay, the score may be close or whatever. He comes on, he's a nippy little bastard that, and pees everybody off because as soon as he's touched, as I say, he's 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 down there. Checking every blade of grass to see if there's, you know, a ladybird present or out like that. He's down as close as you can get. Um, so, yeah, impacts up for me is Grealish. Madison starts, in my opinion. I think I've got to say, and I'm going to make a plea here to the England kit man. Please make sure you've got a pair of socks that bloody fit Grealish, because Man City <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> my my nickname for him in the in the in the when we played Man City was Mister Socks, but uh, there we go. Um, I, I don't do get you, this. Players can't Madison play Gay together. Is not going to be an impact sub as well. Do you think? 
No, Madison <coughs> should start, shouldn't he? I mean, playing behind Harry Kane is perfect because that's what yeah. he should be doing at Leicester, not out wide. Uh, I don't know why he's played out wide, mainly mainly probably because of Tielemans, but he should be behind them, definitely. So I don't get you can't play two potentially world-class players together. That John Terry and Ferdinand, that was that was because of some the racist thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah, with his with Rio's brother Anton. Yeah, some crap like that. I mean, ridiculous. But you know, it, it's happened before. I mean, Gerard and um, Lampard, of course, they can play together. Uh, the only people that couldn't were Clements and Shilton. But <laughs> don't know it's <laughs> you probably would have tried that. <laughs> so I don't go for that. I, I think the biggest thing is what formation he fancies, mm. and that can change throughout the tournament. Like I think uh, Bobby Robson did, didn't he? When he suddenly put um, Peter Beardsley up there, yeah, um, and that worked. So I think it's a formation. I I can't see Harry Kane upon his own. Um, He'll be probably playing in a two up front, do you reckon? Or am I jumping the gun again, Chris? Sorry. No, I, no, I, think, uh, that's, no, no, I think that's no, no, quite no. all right, Dave. Um, two up thing, front. Madison will be like a false nine just off Harry yeah. Kane. Yeah. But we're, be, we're playing play Iran the first, and I tended to dismiss oh, Iran, but they've maybe. got Carlos Queiroz as manager, the 20th in, um, in the FIFA rankings. And I'm just worried that if he does start Madison in that first game and we don't get a result because everybody's saying, oh, England should beat Iran, blah, blah, blah. If we come off with a draw, he's then got, like we said earlier, he's got that excuse to say, well, look, guys, I played him. Yeah. And you can't I, make those sort of decisions on one game, can you? But it's, it's, it's no, tournament no. football. I mean, do you reckon we're going to get very far in this anyway? Now you are jumping ahead again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Rain it in, Dave. It just depresses me. I've been waiting since 1966 for another go at it. You, know? <laughs> you, should, have watched, you should have watched the women's Euros. Yeah, um, I did, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, Henderson, we talked about him last night. Um, <sighs> he, he, he's For me, he's Mr. He's Mr. Solid. If you, if you won nil up and you, you're under a bit of pressure and maybe you're being overrun, you, for me, you put him on and he brings that experienced head to the game. Again, yeah, similar to what you're saying, a final 10 minutes of the game, you know, sure up that back line a little bit. Um, but for me, the main reason he is there, similar to Harry Kane as a voice in the dressing room, uh, you know, yes, it's stupid this, that you need somebody there as a voice in the dressing room. You should all be talking together. You should all be leaders. You don't need an armband to make make you shout a bit louder, to, in my opinion. You're all there to do a job and you're all there to help each other out, you know, to get the best scenario, which is to, to go and win the damn thing. But Henderson, yes, he, for me, he's just, he's just going to be a voice. Hmm. Yeah, because um, I've, I've underlined him as somebody I, you know, probably wouldn't, but I think you're right. The changing room is important. Um, and... You know, we've got what twenty three players. I don't think he's players. a starter, Dave. No, he's definitely not a starter. Um, not even dessert. Look at him. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, Declan Rice again to me is that that guy. Um, you know, that will have a voice and we'll we'll get them going. Mason Mount should be, but I've I've not heard him squeak, let alone shout. I think just him. for me, you know, I could say just to come on, like you know, we used to do it with Wes Morgan towards the end. He would yeah, just yeah. come on and just settle that back four, and, uh, uh, and I think he's got that. 
last two players, I'll come to you first with this one, Dave. Callum Wilson for me. Um, Abraham's not, I would have included Abraham, um, but if it was out of the two, for me, Callum Wilson, I mean, he's just having such a, such a, um, a, 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 a good season. Yeah, I wouldn't, but probably for the wrong reasons. I'd have taken Ivan Tony because um, he's great at penalties. <laughs> he no, says, fair point. Fair, fair well, no, point. He's, he's a quality player. I mean, he, poor guy's had no chance, has he, really? You know, I talk about form. His form's a bit better than Callum Wilson in a team that's not as good. And, and a guy up front like that has shown so much quality. Uh, I'd, I'd take him instead. I really would. Uh, a Saint says here, Rice is a starter. For me, I must admit, I always thought it was came with the main course. <laughs> and I have I have avoided all the food jokes that have come before from everybody as well. In your, uh, in your, in your part of the world, Chris, it's a pudding, isn't it? <laughs> in, my, in my part of the world, it's a four o'clock in the morning, midnight snack. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, for the last 18 months, says Box, and I've had Abraham. Abraham was in uh, oh. uh, most of the squads for uh, Southgate, but he, he, he is yeah. going through a bad patch. And when you are out on abroad, and again, we, we touched on this, you know, you're out, you're outside of the radar a little bit. So unless you are performing really brilliantly and getting the headlines, he can be missed. Well, that's what um, I wondered about Tamora, you know, whether he's paying the price for not being in the in England. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. It's a shame, it's a shame but... You know. It's a tomato-tomato situation, isn't it? Because some of the youngsters aren't going to get game time at clubs, so they tend to look abroad. Then they start hitting form, but the, because of the, the difference of where they are, they don't get that call because they're overlooked. It shouldn't be like that. At the end of the day, the national it's it's called a national pool because you've got to be, you know, not part of that nationality, but you've got to scout the nation for the best English talent. No yeah. matter what league they're in, they should be in there. Um, but yeah, like you say, Abraham's tailed off. Gallagher, it's, Dan, Connor Gallagher. Surprise. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Again, Mount and Gallagher. It, it, sometimes I think players are called up for the fact that they play for a big club. Yes, Gallagher last season at Palace should have been, um, you can say, based on his stats last season at Palace, brilliant, fantastic, needs to be in there. At mm. Chelsea, has he really cement, continued that? I mean, Tuchel got sacked, so that must speak volumes. Mm. Um, you know, it's Potter's it's come in, he got a few wins, and now he's starting to fall off the bandwagon a little bit. So, are these players actually performing, or are they just getting in there because they play for one of the favoured clubs in the English divisions? That's what. That's an, another question for another day, though, I suppose. It is, it is. Um, I mean, when you look at that, there's 26 players there, they're not all going to get a game, you know, because no. you know, let's say we beat Iran, let's say we beat USA and we sat on six points, we are still going to have to beat Wales possibly to be top of the group. Uh, so you, you, there's, there's no way of resting players. So probably at those 26, you're probably going to say 15 at the most may actually get time on the pitch. 
But they shouldn't, should they? Because they're all top top class internationals, according to the manager. So you should be able to pick any of those players and still get the same result up to a he point. He should, but again, yeah. you know, all right. if, if... you've got your Harry Kane's, um, and I'm just trying to see who else is almost a, without thinking about maybe Sterling, um, Pickford, uh, Luke Shaw, maybe. But I can't see anybody else that is any better. Carl Walker, maybe if he's not injured. Well, that's why know, I'm going to say, unless you get an injury... That's four or five players, though, Chris. That's all. You know, that, that, yeah, but... You know, you've got your 15-odd that he's going to use. Mm. I mean, you know, you pick you pick your team for game A, and really that should be what you believe as a manager should be your best 11 that you're going to be starting whenever possible. But if you start changing that round, you know, in the second game, in the third game... Uh, Dan, these players aren't going to be used to, you know, they're going to be coming in and saying, oh, oh, you should have been there. Well, you know, you know, Kane was, Kane's never there. Why should I be, you know, it's, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I do see what you're getting at, but that's why, that's why they need to do that and work it, work a team ethic on the, on the training pitch. You know, these players should be able to play with whoever steps up to the, to the position. You know, mm. that's what they work on on the training ground. I mean, look at the Euros. Kane weren't firing on all cylinders. And Southgate were making substitutions and still keeping Kane on the pitch. And everyone were asking questions for about three games. What are you pissing playing at? Like, mm. take him off. He's not doing anything. In fact, he was stood stagnated. Sometimes he's been marked by two or three players. But yet you can't keep that one player on just for hopefully a flash of a flash well, of brilliance that, that may not, not come. I said this earlier, uh, that Gary Lineker was taken off in his last game uh, and was therefore ending one short uh, on the goal tally of Bobby Charlton uh, by Graham Taylor, and Alan Smith was put on. But you know that Gary Lineker, Jamie Vardy at the moment, you can do nothing for 85 minutes, one piece of brilliance, 1-0, you've won the game. Is Kane not one of those players, Dan? No, not for me. Not for me. Kane, Kane's one of them to Southgate. He's, he's like... He tries to build the team around Kane. And if Kane's not performing, then what do we do? We can't blame the rest of the team. If the team are trying to get the ball to him, how many games did we watch during that Nations League? How many games did we watch during the Euros where he was so defensively or practically sat in midfield that when we did get forward on the overlap, we ended up losing it because there was nobody to play it into the centre to because people weren't fast enough to get into the, into the mix. So... I don't know whether that's, you know, it's not just on Kane. I know Kane may be asked to play mm. play a bit deeper, but then yet again, he's also got to keep up with play going forward. And <laughs> as a player of his quality, he should be able to do that. And that's why when I say earlier, Madison may be behind him, giving him that nudge that you you stay a bit forward. I'll do the I'll do the running around like a madman. You know, you you just you stay where you need to be. And even if it's just a little tapping at the back post, a little flick on here, they all count. But Dave, it's pushing thirty not, as well. And you can say we've not done this. Yeah. we should be doing this. Is saying whoever our best player is and building the team around him. If you could do that, but I don't think we have anybody like that. We're just saying with Kane. Should he? Should well, he no, he's nearly thirty now. He, he can't play the way he's been playing. Like Vardy can't. Vardy can't do what he's been doing and still trying to do. 
It's impossible. No matter, I mean, 30 is no age, is it? But when you're playing that level of football, it is. And I, I think you, um, I think Dan's right. He's, he's, trying, he's having to play in midfield, pick up the ball, and then take it up. He has more runs for Spurs now from the midfield than he's ever done because he's got nobody there that are providing him the right ball. Mm. Him and Vardy couldn't play together, certainly, and, and England couldn't play with Vardy because they never play those sort of balls through. It all comes from that midfield area. And Madison's perfect for that. If Kane gets his arse up the front where he should be, um, and maybe with Sterling as well, you know, we could actually make something happen. But to, to allow Kane to be one up front and chasing everywhere is just impossible. Quickly want to go on to those that aren't there. We've mentioned a few of them already, but the main ones really, um, let's stick with you for this first of all, Dave, because you mentioned him before. Ivan Tony um, and Roma striker Tammy Abraham. Are you surprised those two aren't there? I know you are with, with, with Tony. Well, I'm surprised Tony, Tony's not there. Abraham, not so much, no. Because say he hasn't uh, hasn't been playing well just lately. Um but Tony has done nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, he's scoring goals. He's 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 playing really well in a, an average side. Um, I mean, Brentford will be caught out as the season goes on again. Um, they had a great year last year, but it, it it can't last. Unfortunately, I wish it could, but but mm-hmm. he's he's going to move on. And I think if he was playing for Liverpool, Chelsea, somebody like that, he'd be there without any doubt. I mean, would, do you agree, Dan? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking there at the players that are in the squad. Calvin Phillips, he's not getting a sniff at Manchester City, but still mm. gets a call up for England. Ivan Tony's having to pull his socks up week in, week out, dig Brentford out the shit every single week by the odd goal. I mean, OK, it didn't, it didn't dig them out against Gillingham, but hey-ho, everyone has a cross mm. to burn in the in yeah. the cup. But at least he's getting game time. He's He's putting the ball in the right areas. And that's what we need. It, we need a striker like that that's going to sit on the shoulder of the last defender. You know, if Kane is going to drop deep, Kane is going to drop deep, then um, into the into the midfield, you need someone who's going to be a bit of a lazy git and stay up there, chatting to the last defender, you know, mm. and and just playing, playing off the shoulder. Yeah, for me, Tony should be in there. Tony should be in there. Obviously, he's got the FA thing hanging over his head. Yeah. Um, that may but have then again, how many times have, have we had players in the squad with controversy? Mm. Just looking here, Harry Kane is the highest place Englishman in the goal scoring at the moment. Um, it's a shame Erling Haaland hasn't got an, an English grandmother twice removed. But second, after Harry Kane as an English player, has been is, is Ivan Tony with eight goals and two assists. I mean, I'd, I'd probably think. Maybe instead of even Rashford, I'd still take Rashford. Yeah, I'd still take Rashford. But you know, certainly you, you've got to question um, reasons why. I mean, we'd we'd like to. I mean, Southgate would come up with some nonsense, wouldn't he? But it'd be nice to know the real reasons why. And if that FA thing is a problem, then God knows we will never squad. Mm. Well, yeah, look at Roy Hodgson when the situation happened with Terry yeah. and Ferdinand. He didn't say it was because of the, you know, the, the racial slurs and things like that. He said, oh, it was a footballing decision. Yeah. Bollocks. I suppose if he comes out and says, 
it was the other reason. You just opening up a whole can of worms then with you, you do, know yeah. is Maguire get, still know. being investigated or is that still going on? What, for impersonating a footballer? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he broke his contract with Zanussi, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) I've not heard any conclusion to the Greece episode. It was Greece, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, I think 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 that's probably all all died down. I'm not not so sure, mate. I'm not so sure. Um, But we've got... um, Maybe it's just me. I just don't see what all this thing with Rashford blowing smoke up his arse is, is about because I say he's he's hardly played again and he's yet he's got one goal last game. Uh when you look at what Tony's doing. So for me it's all about opinions, but for me. Dan, two that we didn't make it for you to have a chat on. Uh James Ward Prowse and Jordan Sancho. Or Jaden Sancho, I should say. This this goes back to what you just said about Rashford. Sancho, no. Rashford, yes, because Rashford has contributed more, maybe not in terms of the goals but contributed more than what Sancho has done. Um, Ward-Prowse, why? What's everybody's obsession with him? Yes, he can hit a, He can strike a ball. Brilliant. You know what? I, if I stood there, if I if I stood there and hit it, I, I'd probably get two free kicks. I, I'd score two free kicks out of 100. Does that mean I'm world-class as well? Nah, does it bollocks? I think the thing is, you've got to look at the bigger picture, not just the fact that he can hit a ball and... And, and grab a goal from a set piece. As I said earlier, Trippier can do that. Fleming, Madison can do it. I, I mean, let's. I was going to say my, uh, Harry Kane can, but we'll leave him on corners, throw-ins, and everything else like Southgate likes to do. So, um, I think that you know, I think no. that was Roy Hodgson, wasn't it? No, oh, it could, be, could have been, yeah. yeah. Could have been, yeah. But for me, Sancho is a no. He's not really tearing it up since he's moved to United. Um and Ward Prowse is a certain no. I mean, is 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 what he was like Grealish to Villa. Is the knight in shining armor in a, in a sharp team? Um, I did hear when I was talking to some Southampton fans, and they said if you take away his free kicks, it's kind of that's his game. But then other people will say no, he brings everything to the party. So uh, if you take away his free kicks, Chris, he'd be a plumber. <laughs> oh, don't hold back. Say what you think. Um, <laughs> what do you mean you'd be turning up two hours late for the game? <laughs> it'd, still, it'd still be trying to get paid football money for doing half a job of twist, twisting a flaming nut round a radiator. Uh, true. Right. This now, I've got, I've got to try and work these tables out myself here because I haven't really had much time Ooh, to study my them. Life. But yeah, but, uh, I must admit, I did thank Sky, the, the joy, as I say, of starting a, a show three hours after the announcement. How does For a this minute, Chris, be- I thought this was Qatar's version of Tipping Point. Yeah. <laughs> well, Strictly Come Dancing or something. Huh? No, 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 no. This is, uh, how does this year's squad compare? So on goals, um, you have got, in yellow, you can see where the squad that he's picked, how they are doing for goals on average. On average, uh, in 2018, it was about two and a half. So we're better than that. So we're four and a half. Uh, and why they've gone back to 1966, God knows. But it was it was right up at the top end of the scale. So certainly, in goals, we should be better than we were in Russia. Um, in caps, I suppose, as in you know how long they've played. 
a lot better for in, in 22 than 18 or 66. So again, you would hope with that that you're getting the experience. Um, age, a lot younger in 2018, but I, maybe that's because obviously the same players have come through, stayed, you know, in in in, in Gareth's squads, and therefore they're four years older now. Uh, looks like he's dead on the same age as 1966. So. You know, I know it's stats, and I know it's you know doesn't make any difference at the end of the day when when the you know balls kicked off, but it doesn't look too bad as, as you're comparing it to to the last World Cup. I totally confused. All I know is... <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 Go and have a lie all, down, Dave. Go and have a lie down. <laughs> all I know is not 1966. There, Jimmy Greaves, which would explain the goals, but he didn't get past. Well, he didn't play the quarterfinal, did he? Um, no. In fact, he didn't. I don't think he scored in the group games. In fact, we didn't score many in the group games. So, yeah, that would be because of Jimmy Greaves. Um, so, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think uh, being four years older is it helps. Well, you would hope so. You would yeah. hope. So. Should be experienced. Um, They're experienced to lose in a final. That should help them. Yeah. We accuse him of being defensive. Mm. We say Gareth Southgate is, you know, uber defensive. Um, and I'm sorry, I've just got this out of order, but never mind. Let's go for this one anyway. So on 2022, uh, percentage of the squad that are defenders is 34, 34.5%. Less than he took to Russia. It was 44% with Russia. Well, yeah, that I mean, went well, didn't it? Your thoughts on that, Dan? The thing is, these these stats are funny to, like like Dave said, can be quite confusing. Yes, it's been compared to to 2018 to the last World Cup, but you you could not. I suppose you can only go off that. How defensive is the England squad? Of percentage of the squad that are defenders? Percentage of the squad that are defenders means nothing, especially when you've got a striker that drops deep. Your midfielders then drop deep. You know, so whether it whether there's whether there's five defenders in there, whether there's eight defenders in there, percentage me percentage for this start, I think means nothing. I think this is this one is a bullshit one. Sky have just come up with to make it sound like defensively we are stronger. We will be, you know, stronger, and we can't say that Southgate's defensive in this tournament. Mm. Now then, the next one is a little bit worrying. Uh, it's one I like to use in all the matches. In the Premier League, and it's the form going into the tournament. Um, it won't surprise fun. you. It won't surprise you this one. Um, there we go. Look at that. Um, <laughs> 2022 lost, drawn, drawn, lost, lost, drawn. A goal difference of minus five with three points. Um, 2018, we didn't lose in five days. Um, this is what worries me. But is it a good thing that we are going into this World Cup, in fairness, with less expectations? I think we've always had a problem. I think when Sven was in charge and maybe one or two others, we qualified really easily, didn't we? And we played mm. really well up to the finals and then it all went wrong. So we, we didn't have that big tournament mentality at the time. Um, what that means is we've just been crap for the last six yeah. games, really. Yeah. And that bothers me. Yeah, mm. it bothers me big time because it's like Leicester. You start losing, you keep losing. 
you start yeah. winning, you know, no, you, you, you stop it. And you know, you know that, Dan, don't you? <laughs> but, Last but season, Dan, potentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair point, fair point. But, Dan, I mean, the, the, the groups, and it just pissed me off, the groups are designed for the big boys to get through. I know Italy didn't, but that they must be really awful. Uh, but when you look who we get in the groups, you know, your Maltas, your Gibraltars, they're never ever going to get through in a month of Sundays. Let's be honest, and I and I, I think they should just pull out the names out the hat. And if we're in a qualifying group with Germany and Holland, great, so be it. So if we if we didn't have the Nations <clears throat> League there, we would have one 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 literally, and we'd be going in with false hope. And this it's coming home, and you know, our England fantastic. We're going to win it. Maybe this is the reality check we need. Potentially. Potentially, or the demise of a nation. There's there's two ways of looking at it. You look at the looking at them stats there. It, it, it's pathetic. It's poor. It is poor. There's not there's no doubt about it. Three points is sh it's shite. It's shocking. Minus, minus five. five. Because, yeah. Yeah. That minus five is huge. It's huge. So for me, we all we all know those five are down to Harry Maguire, don't we? <laughs> the thing is though the thing is though Chris right we we can go into this tournament as underdogs great stuff but to the other teams they're not going to look at us and go oh England underdogs look at how they've been talking about us this you know they, they qualified for the tournament yes in the Nations League it's not really gone that great for them but I still expect them to do this and that and do great things they're not playing us down they're not playing us down maybe us as fans we shouldn't be playing it down either but for me personally, I think that. Oh, I, I'm doing a Dave. I might be getting ahead of myself with this answer, but I think we are. I, I think we're really going to struggle. I think we really are. As much as I want to have a sense of optimism, I, I just can't. I can't feel it. I, I just think sometimes, and it does happen. I don't care what anybody says or what the managers say about. Oh, we're not taking them lightly. All this, that, and the other. We, you know, Leicester did not put a strong team out against Stockport and we struggled. We went through on penalties. We put a strong team out against Newport. We went through. Both of them League Two clubs. Liverpool said, ah, it's only Derby. We're going to put the, we're going to play the youngsters. <coughs> and they got through by the skin of the teeth on a penalty. You know, West Ham made a load of changes. Look what happened. And I know they bring the other players on with the last 10 minutes and what have you. But I just think that, you know, we go into these tournaments as England. Yeah, look at the way we've won all these games. Yeah, but, you know, in the qualifying group, we beat Gibraltar, we beat Malta, we, we beat my mother's top 12 of 1956, whatever. And we're going to win it. We're going to win that. So I just think we're going to go in and... I just think it, I just think it's given us a dose of reality. And well, yes, that may yeah. mean, and we'll come on to this in a second, it may mean that we're not going to get very far, but maybe it's just brought us down that peg or two. I'm saying it's like Leicester's season last season. Oh, we're a top five club. We should be in Europe every season. No, we fucking shouldn't be. We had two very good seasons. Last season was like a, a reality check. And maybe that's what we need as the England uh, squad. But you got look at Declan Rice. He was coming out and saying, wasn't he, at the end of when we got the relegation, the big fat R at the side of our name. Uh, and he said, it's strange because on the training pitch, we, mm. we, 
you know, we, we're putting people to the sword, goals galore. We, you know, it, it works. But as soon as it comes to a game, it, it's like arse falls out and we crumble. Mm. Um, but that said, that, that's what I mean. When you're in training, you, you okay, maybe potentially you go a bit, you know, you go a bit lighter because you're playing against your teammates. But yeah, for me, even in, in the Nation League games, in the, in the lead up to this tournament, some of the players' interviews didn't sound confident enough for me to go into this thinking, we're going to give this a good go. We're going to put the world to rats. Look at how we did. That's not good enough. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. No, it was a case of on training we do it, but it's just a, a case of trying putting it to the pitch. It was almost like a shrug of the shoulders. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be a bit worried of coming on to this one because if the earlier one confused Dave... I think Dave Matthews might probably go and make put kettle on for this one. I think you're right. <laughs> no, apparently, now then, let, let, let's explain this. The average league position, so I think what they do is they take the teams that these that the players play for, where their team is in the league, and then they average it out. Uh, what, <laughs> what difference it makes, God knows. But look, it, it, it fills two seconds and gives me a graph to put up. So in 1966, the average position of the players was 10th in the league. Uh, 2006, it was fourth, as it was in 2014. Uh, 2018, it was fifth, uh, and it's sixth this season. So potentially, we, we should have the players there, Dave. Yeah, don't forget West Ham won the World Cup in 66, and they weren't very good in the league. So again, that's another false sort of reading. <clears throat> wow. God knows. Uh, <laughs> stats um, can be taken either way, can't they? You can, you know, two people can read the stats, and one can say, "Well, let's, you know, politics." Conservatives can bring something out and say it's fantastic. Labour can look at it and say it's rubbish. Yeah, you know, it's have, the same with stats, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you have one player in a team of international foreigners, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Is that the point? Or is it's <clears> guy <throat> you're pulling these stats up to make it sound better than what it is? It's like saying. You know, Leicester, Leicester will Leicester will have a clean sheet. Be careful. Be careful. Le- Leicester will, you know, what's the word? Leicester, um, Leicester have had clean, have had clean, she- have not had a clean sheet when Jay Rodriguez has scored. You know, oh. it's like a, such a backhanded stat. It, mm. It's it, it's stupid, and I don't. Sky do it to make it sound better. As I, I go back to what I said earlier. They're as bad as politicians. They try to sugarcoat it and make it sound like, oh, well, maybe we should have a bit more belief. Maybe we should have some optimism. Let's just call it as it is. As fans, can we really be confident with the way we're going into this tournament? No. I think think with Sky, they've got 24 hours of sports news to fill as well. Um, Can I go back to something, Chris, on the defensive play? I I don't think the problem was being defensive, I think the problem was, from my view, Southgate didn't change it when it wasn't working. And I think this is, we had this Rogers thing, didn't we, in the early season. If you're holding them for 35, 40 minutes, the system's not working, change it. He would never change it, would he? So, And Harry Kane would stay on the pitch generally. And, you know, uh, all the players that weren't performing would stay on. And I think that's the big problem. You have to... Think twice. He got, he, he got us to playing devil's advocate here. He got us to four. He did, yeah, yeah. Um, but we didn't win anything. 
Well, no, he didn't. And I doubt we are going to this season either. Um, you met, you asked earlier um, about where England would be. Now, again, um, I have to I have to thank Sky for this, if I can find it, um, which I probably can't now. Remind uh, me to unsubscribe. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be watching those stats. <laughs> um, well, not, from, not from you, Chris. I mean Sky. <laughs> um, before, while, while I'm trying to find these stats, it does make it interesting. Dan, let's start with you first. Where, where, where can England or how far can England go? And as um, uh, who was it who's asked here? A saint with a sin has said, how far and what would be acceptable? Hmm. Oof. Um, going into it on the back of how we've performed, I think we should be very happy to even get out the group. Um Personally, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to sugarcoat it and say like we do every year, it's coming home, it's it's this, it's that. We've got to go in with the mantra. I'm using professional managerial words now. We've got to go in with that mantra of taking it a game at a time. I don't care whether it's USA, Iran, or a bunch of kids playing Kirby on the front street. You don't take it a Wales game like at a time. Don't talk about Wales. That's very disrespectful. <laughs> but it's true, though. You've got to take it a game at a time. Do not underestimate Iran. Do not underestimate the USA. Don't even underestimate the Welsh. You know, they'll be coming here with a point to prove after 60-odd years. They won't want to just, you know, think, I'm not. we're not coming here to make numbers up. Um, so, a game at a time. If we get out this group stage, then maybe a sense of... Uh, a, a sense of can we can we go one further? But you've still got to take it each game as it comes. Uh, at last sixteen for me, Southgate gone, and sort of a, a, a rebuild, a bit of a rebuild. Dave, I'm not. Sure. I think we'll get through the group. Uh, I am not so sure about the. Uh, is it last thirty-two or something ridiculous? Because um, I've always fancied us to get to the last sixteen, but I'm not sure who we'd play if we win the group. Um, I think, I think in this in this tournament we get a noticeable run into the final. I think. It, well, it, let me let me go through that because I've actually, that is what I yeah. have here. I have yeah. here. Uh, it is last sixteen if we get through the group. Fox uh, right. okay. says it's coming home to Burnley. I'm not sure what he means. It, it might mean Avian. <laughs> we'll be on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so if we if we top the group, so if we win Group B, yeah. we will play um, potentially. Well, we've got Ecuador here now. What Sky have done again is they have based that the that when they're looking at it, the teams that are higher ranked will like go through. So the top two that are higher ranked in Group A will go through first and second. And as you come through, as teams meet, the higher ranks would go through. Uh, so if we win. We could play Ecuador, but it could also be Senegal as well. If we get past that, we're in into the quarterfinals, and we will meet France possibly. Yeah, I thought. If that, we manage yeah. to get past France, we will then meet in the semi-finals Belgium. Ooh. And if we get past Belgium, we would meet Netherlands in the final possibly. So, if we finish second in the group. You think you, you think that one was hard? We've got to finish that because if we finish second, we could be meeting Holland in the next round. If we get past Holland in the quarterfinals, we will meet Argentina. If we get past Brazil, 
Uh, sorry, if we get past Argentina, we could then potentially play Brazil in the semis. And if we beat Brazil in the semis, we could be meeting France in the final. We had it easy in Russia. We had a lot easier run than either of them two. A Germany not in it. Sorry? A Germany not in it. And apparently they, they must be knocked out by Brazil or something like that. I can't I, I can't see that. I, Germany always see you talking about tournament play, Germany are always there. Yeah, they, they are, but like I said times, at the start, but... Dave, like I said at the start, to make the point is that they that what they've done is they've taken the higher FIFA yeah, ranking yeah, sure. when two okay. teams have met. You know, because otherwise there's so many options. You know, I'm going to say we all know with Germany they start a tournament shit, but they grow into it, don't they? they and they just yeah. get stronger and stronger with every game. They, they did at the Euros, didn't they? Oh no, they yeah. didn't. Did they not? They didn't. <laughs> no. They knocked them out. But that's, um, um, the last that's World the... Cup, didn't they? They start. They started badly and they ended badly because they didn't get out the group, did they? So you know, one two six for years. that? But a hard yeah. run. Whichever way we, whichever way we go, yeah. Um, I think caught the last sixteen. Then I think that's as far as we can hope for. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree. Oh, and sad, isn't it? Sad. I think. I think with it, with it, my worry is that if we if we sack Southgate after the World Cup, who who absolutely who. Who would we replace him with? Now, we're all going to shout out probably Eddie Howe. No, nobody yet. We can't oh. sack him after the World Cup. I was going to say, because that's going to be the time, I think, when he is possibly sacked. If we if he does a Roy Hodgson and doesn't get us out of the group, then I, I think he's got to go. But will Newcastle let Eddie Howe go this early into his tenure? So we no. might have another manager coming in that could probably... You know, I want Eddie Howe. As an ex England manager, is he? What, what do you think, Dan? I mean, does he go or do we hold on to him for another tournament? By which time, possibly Eddie Howe will be um, be prepared to be let go by Newcastle. I think we review the situation on how this tournament goes. That's a chicken, he, that's chicken he, it out. That is no, it's not. I think if he if he can after the way we've done in the Nations League. If he could no, because this goes back. To, I can bring it back to Leicester. You know how many times have you called Brendan a bell end? How many times has Brendan then stopped being a bell end? Then how many times has Brendan gone back to being that again? This is what I'm saying with, with Southgate. With Southgate, we can keep saying we can keep saying about Southgate that he's that yes, okay. For me, it depends on this tournament. This tournament. His career is on the line for, in my opinion. I think this is where he's. This is his final judgment. This mm. tournament. Yeah. If he does, if it carries on the way it did in the Nations League, go. If it, if if he sort of can build up a revival, similar to how Brendan's done at the moment in terms of getting points on the board, you start to work your way back up the league. That's what managers are there for. They've got to try and make the dull days, you know, come back to. To what you know, the great days you once had. So, he's not a bad manager, is he? He's just made no. mistakes at the wrong time and you know, bad mistakes. But he's a great ambassador for the country, he's everything the FA want in an England manager. But we still you can see it change, though, Dave. 
You can yeah. see he's changed. Look at yeah. the, when we went to that last tournament in the Euros. He was jumping around like he was one of the players on the bench. After every goal, he's shouting and bawling. He's running and celebrating with the players. Recently, he's just been stood there like that and you're not seeing his lips move. No. I mean, Saint says there, it's not up to Newcastle, it's Eddie Howe's choice. I think you'll find it's up to Newcastle because he's their employer. Uh, if he walks... That would cost him a hell of a lot of money because he wouldn't get anything from Newcastle. Or if it is agreed, England will have to pay a hell of a lot of money to Newcastle to get him out of the contract. Um, so uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, you know what? You, you know what? Of... It would be Sorry. great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great as we get to the semis? We don't lose on penalties, but you know we make a big uh, fist of it. And everyone comes back thinking that was good. We didn't expect anything, but it was really good. Um, carry on, Gareth. You know, win the Euros next time, and that's what we want, isn't it? Really? Was but, it like that a bit after Russia? Do you think? Yeah, I think we weren't so. expecting. If you said we we're going to get yeah. four, we'd have laughed at you, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But it kind of so. fell. I mean, there well, were predictions should, yeah. there that they've said you don't. Who we might get, you know, teams can knock each other out. It's tournament football. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, uh, Sports Capital. Um, it, it's actually three shirts in one because you got the red bit at the bottom there. It's a bit um, cold but, there, yeah. I know. Couldn't uh, <laughs> I couldn't afford one shirt, so I just got three old ones and put them together. But do you think I'll start ask you this first, Dave? Do national managers have? Because we say this about um, club managers. Do they kind of have a, a, a use-by date? I mean, you know, he's now had, what, four tournaments. Is it just time for a refresh naturally? I think, sadly, everybody does in whatever job. Um, I think you, you lose that spark. You, you fall out of ideas. You, you're saying the same old thing in the changing room. Harry Kane must hear it all the time. Um, you get young, young players, new players, and it's different. But I think so. I think, you know, any manager... What else do you say? You say the same stuff, don't you? Stay tight, take the uh, man, do this, do that. And they stop listening. And I think it needs somebody to come in with different ideas. I mean, he, he, he's not done bad. He's come in with the psychological stuff. He's come in with the um, meditation stuff and everything, all the things that he could possibly use to actually make it work. Um, I think the relationship between the players and the press has been the best it's ever been. Um, I don't think anybody gets stopped from talking to the players. I can't think of a scandal over the last few tournaments, really. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Now, you'd never have that. There'd always be something go wrong. Um, but now, no, I think he's got that dead right. I think the problem was he was unlucky against Italy to a degree, but he messed up. Yeah. He messed up big time, and and he messed up, and we knew he'd messed up when he did it. When he brought those players on, everybody knew it wasn't going to end well, <laughs> um, yeah. and he's paying the price for it. Would you think just naturally you should change them, like the US president? You know, and the, <laughs> the party may still win, but you got you have a change at the top every every third term. You've got know. to be. No, sorry, Dave, go on. No, I, I said I don't think so. I think it shows when you're running out of steam, and, and Gareth probably is. I think um, 
they did the same with Alf Ramsey. I mean, you talk about the shocks of football now. Sacking Alf Ramsey in 73 for one bad result uh, was disgraceful. But missing out, that was, well, missing out on a tournament, wasn't well, it? Well, it was a mistake by Norman Hunter. Um, Shilton dived over the ball and we drew with um, Poland, who, became, who finished third yeah. in that World Cup. So, Norman Hunter, Dave, Dave, Leeds, Yorkshire again. Told you, yeah, Norman. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if we'd been a if, if we'd been a leg there, and they'd taken it out as it was a ball. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. But Dan, I mean, like I say, do you not think like like you say, do you just need a refresh? You know, we're saying about, uh, and we'll go. Let's go back to um, to Brendan Rodgers. You know, every you know he has three good seasons at a club. Then you know he runs out of ideas. Claudio Ranieri has one good season at a club, and then it all goes wrong for him. Do we not? Because I mean, this manager's this England manager's job, let's be honest with you, it should be the easiest job in English football. And everybody says it's the hardest job, but you've got the pick of the players, you're picking 26 top players. And you probably got 30 top players because there's probably three or four that haven't gone who know how to play. If they are put as round pegs in round holes, it should be easy. You'd like to think so. Again, it goes back to what you were saying there. Sometimes a manager does need to change. I talk about my missus' stint at, uh, at Arsenal. You know, it, she she stayed, overstayed her welcome. I mean, sorry, Arsene Wenger. Um, <laughs> overstayed. Her welcome, uh, overstayed his welcome there a little bit because, you know, he had the success, but eventually, mm. you know, they clung on thinking, can he change it? Arteta oh, now, they, you know, it, it weren't working out. Fans have been screaming out, uh, get him out for years. Now they're the best thing since last bread. Sean Dash, again, had great, had a great tenure at, uh, at Burnley. Ben Mee's come out in a recent interview and said towards the end, Sean Dash, Sean Dash at the beginning was so approachable was like one of the lads you could speak to him. Towards the end of his tenure, he was standoffish. So it's not just about the players. The manager yeah. can have a bit, of, can go a little bit power mad. The manager can change. Um, but again, if he's changed every four tournaments. Well, yeah, I think with that, Dan, though, as a manager, and I've, I've managed to lower level teams, but you do start getting paranoid. It's too, yeah. it's, when you see two players together at the bar afterwards, you think, what are they talking about? Or, you know, you make a substitution that is not overly popular, um, rightly or wrongly, and, uh, you know, you suddenly get like that. And I think Dice got a bit like that, where things weren't going right. He decided to get a bit defensive. Um, yeah. And it showed. Uh, and I think that's a big problem. I think with an England manager, the secret is, if you don't get in the England squad, you're going to be, you know, these six or seven guys that have made it. They're going to be giving it You're all dealing that. with egos as well, aren't you? At international level, you've got big players, massive players who are, who are names that even if they put put a sock on that says that's got an L on for left on the right foot, it's in the press. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Um so you've got to you've got to be great a great man manager. You've also got to be um a disciplinarian, you've got to be a a sort of father figure in a, in a sense, you know, shoulder to cry. And if they've got problems, you, you, you've got to be a plethora of different things all in one person. And it is a lot of pressures to a manager, but then you've got to think, think he's the manager's dealing with his own pressures, Chris, of like, look at Southgate. Like Dave said, you know, he, he's going to deal with that pressure of making that mistake against Italy. 
But then he's also got the pressure of those players feeling the way that it ended. Yeah. And then it's almost like, oh, shit, how do I juggle it? It's harder because he hasn't got another game to sort of get back on that bike, if you like. But yeah. also as well, he's... I mean, let's, 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 let's remember, he did not want the job. He said he did not want the England manager's job. The FA said, look, we've had to sack Sam Allardyce, uh, being a bit dodgy, allegedly. Please just take it for a couple of games. Took it over, won a few games, and obviously, it's, you know, the rest is history, as they say. So... He probably wouldn't be sorry. I have just heard Robert Page, the Welsh manager, is just arranged, apparently, because, of course, they announced the Welsh squad yesterday. Apparently, he's arranged a night out for all the players. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to be doing, Robert? Let's go screw <laughs> some sheep! Well, <laughs> Robert, I'm sorry, Robert. I'm not... No, no, no. no. You'll have to go now. Um, <laughs> Foreign manager? Would we go back down that road? No, no, no. I think uh, I think I, I would agree. Interesting thing is, um, <laughs> would you go back to any manager that we've had before? Now Holland, we know one of the sort of they've never won it. Probably the biggest team. Louis Van Gaal's army. Yeah, <laughs> Louis Van Gaal has been manager three separate occasions. Dick Advocat has been manager on three separate occasions. Wow. Uh, Big Sam? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the shortest answer Dave's ever given. (laughs) I don't care whether it's alleged or not. Anybody that did what he did have to just be an appointed England manager. No, I agree. I was being a little bit a tad sarcastic with, um, with Big Sam. But would you would would you have anybody back then? I'm trying to think. Who who, who would I think? No. These managers have <laughs> had the chance. Alone, Leave them alone. You got Ryan these Jensen, these though, managers isn't? have had the chance. Oh, I've cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's Surrey Hills Radio, not with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, any lawyers listening, go to yeah. Surrey Hills Radio. Yeah. That has nothing yeah. to do with until I die. Bring it on. Um, I don't think there's any manager there that, that's capable. I don't know what you ain't done. I can't think of anybody. No. I think it's. To, I, I'd have loved to, if, if we're talking about managers that probably deserved a chance, I, I'd have loved to have seen Harry Redknapp when he was in his yeah. prime do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not an FA boy, so he, you know that like Clough, no. never never get out. Right, yeah. Brian Clough, let's be honest with you, the best England manager that never oh. was. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean to me, I think the biggest shame and, and to me this is in, in a way why I think Ivan Tony was never going to go to the World Cup. Gareth Southgate, we were within within Dan's dick away from going through to the final, because if Gascoigne had got that extra inch on his foot and hit the ball into the net, we'd have been in the final and probably won it. And he he was sacked as England manager because he was in a court case with uh, Alan Sugar over, over Spurs ownership. I have to laugh because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I'm just. I thought I'm we got a message saying... in from the woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, she shirts. knows it's true. She knows it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Venables just was probably one of the better managers we've had. Oh, um, I was going to say, let, going back, forgetting Allardyce, forgetting Hodgson, he should never be oh, let anywhere near. He shouldn't even have been in the Sky Studio today. Well, as lovely know. a man as he was, Grant Turner, neither, you know, Steve yeah. McLaren. I mean, so, this builds up, doesn't it? There was the Wally with a brawler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stuart Pearce, Fabio Capello, Steve McLaren, oh. Sven, I don't know if he's still managing. Peter Taylor, he's still managing somewhere down in the lower leagues. Um, no, no, Keegan, no, no. you've got I to think. You need an FAS one. man. You need an FAS man. Would Gerard step up and be an FAS man? Of course he would. I mean, would it's, it, it, it's a situation. I mean, a, you'd, I know what you would give. You'd give uh, you'd give Brad a heart attack if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He won't worry anyway. He's a North Macedonia supporter, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's fair point. Fair point there. Uh, Gerard um, manager and Lampard as assistant manager, but they can't work together, can they? So. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I mean, a lot of people are saying in the in the chat, Rogers. Now he technically is a foreigner because he's Northern Irish. Could he do a job? No. Yeah, yeah, I think he could. I think what he needs to there. he needs to have a bit more success at club level because he hasn't actually won much, has he? And the FA Cup, God bless him, but he's what not England won anything else in, in England. Has ever, has ever really had much success at club level. Um, Graham Taylor never won anything at club level. Brian Robson not in this country. I think he won something in Spain, possibly. Um, so Bobby Robson. Alf. Yeah, Bobby Robson, that would yeah. Kevin Keegan never won anything as a manager. Peter Taylor certainly didn't. Sven yeah. probably was the one because he won quite a few things abroad. But you well, know. Capello won a few things abroad, didn't he? As well. He did as well. Yeah. Quite, yeah. yeah. But it's a different animal, isn't it? Being a club manager is a different manager. There's a different yeah. thing to being a, an international manager. Yeah. yeah. Massively, you know. You know what? I think Brennan Rogers would do a great job with the under twenty ones or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's his. That's what happened with Southgate, wasn't it? Southgate were under twenty ones, and then came up. I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want. Sort of be a bit of an understudy. Get yourself involved in there. Sort of a bit like it's strange to say, but like I said to you, Chris, not so long back about interim managers. You get yourself in there because you're not the main boss. You sort of can have a crack with the players and you can get to know them inside and out. And then when you do get the top job, as long as you can keep that level head and still have a laugh with them, they will run through brick walls for you. And yeah. I think that's why we saw what we did in the Euros. And maybe now it's a case of a few people have changed. Maybe they don't believe in what he's doing. It's not working to the strengths of them as players. And they're thinking, well, sod him. I don't know. We can all put our own points to it, can't we, and just say it, it, it's one of them. Just out of interest, though, Gareth Southgate, his win percentage is 60.5. We'll, we'll ignore Sam Allardyce because that was, that was 100. Hodgson was 58.9. Um, Capello was 66.7. McLaren was 50%. Sven Goyne-Eriksson, 59.7. And when you look at, at his record... 
2018 World Cup, fourth place. 1819 Nations League, third place. Euro 2020, second place. Nations League 2021, all right, ninth and 15th we were then, <laughs> going back then. But the last four, the last three tournaments, second, third and fourth, maybe. That goes back to what you said earlier, Chris, though. It, it contradicts it a little bit because you said earlier about how teams, you know, we're, we're playing nobodies now. Because you you get any you get easy draws in these in these group stages, or you're playing these teams no, that are, are easy minors. Draws, easy draws in the qualifying. Yeah, but that Ooh. that's still going to contribute to your win percentage. Oh, well, that's what, it, yeah. it, I agree. No, I agree. That's, that's why it's higher, yeah. isn't it? That's why it's yeah. higher yeah. than average. Yeah, what's the yeah. average? About forty five percent in league football, maybe 45 percent. I yeah. don't know, but. That's why that's like that. you play Andorra, Macedonia, well, actually Macedonia, right? Isn't it? Um, all teams like that, and mm. yeah. But yeah, no, you're, you're quite right, Dan. You, you, you're quite right. But uh, look, as I said earlier on yours, we could still be here at four o'clock in the morning arguing yeah. about <laughs> Southgate but, is the one, uh, despite what despite what Atomic Kitten sing, and uh, whether it will come home or not. And if it if it doesn't, they can't leave it with the neighbours because Scotland are out as well. So, <laughs> oh, are they? Didn't they make it? No, they didn't. Oh. Allegedly. But it's, as I say, it was still very, very surreal watching uh, Doug and Reese, who are both Scotsmen, talking about the World Cup. Neither <laughs> <laughs> of them are there. But, uh, but yeah, Amazon, if you're bringing it home, make sure you uh, don't leave it with a neighbour. Dave, thank you very much for coming Cheers, on. Pal. Short notice. Your kids have been great. Your grandkids have been great, by the way. I've um, heard screaming out there. I hate to think what's going on. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> uh, 18 months. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fortunately, the wife, Kathy's out there, so I'll have to go and help. Nice uh, to talk to you, where boys. Can people, you, you have a radio station. Where can people find you? Yeah, surreyhillsradio.co.uk. I'll be there at 8 o'clock in the morning with uh, Karaoke Friday, I think it is. Dan will be there. Dan will be welcome. He likes to sing some. Dave, thank you so much. Good night. Nice to see you, Dave. Nice to see you, Dave. Take care. Good night, Dave. See you tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll do. Take care. Bye bye. Daniel San. Yes. Where can people find you? You are you are everywhere. I am. I'm mostly sat here. Um, where you leave your hat? That is your home. It is. Except my hat will mostly stay on my head because of the lookalike comments recently. But um, yeah, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. Uh, well, probably not that. I can't be asked. But um, yeah, the, the the main social media platforms you can find us there. All you got to do is search at Turf Morehouse, and yeah, big game for the Clarets on Sunday, which. Well, please show Chris your support because he's covering it. I am. I am covering. Lived in Burnley for twenty odd years. Worked at Blackburn Rovers for six months. It's going to be. It's going to be. A, it's like going to be like going home for me. Uh, and talking about going it's home. Home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. It's coming. I don't know if we got a World Cup song this year. I've not heard any. Yes, apparently, uh, Badil and Skinner have re-released oh, yes. It's Coming Home, but they're, um, I, I don't think it's the official one, but um, yeah. well, we'll, we'll see. Say, Thanks for say, having me though, Chris. 
you did say that um let me get rid of you because people can only see you there we go um you did say that wales had released a world cup song and i'm pleased to say i've been able to get it and this was an old one that's been redone as well uh but this is the welsh world cup song <laughs> I hope there's no Welshman in. Do you know? Do you know how Welshmen find sheep in long grass? Irresistible. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chris? That's one of your best ones. That is one of your best ones. I love it. Love that. Oh, come on, Newport. Fuck off. <laughs> Where can people find you, Dan? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the all the main social media. Search Turf Morehouse or Turf Morehouse TV and you'll find us there. We'll be covering the World Cup as well as, obviously, I think everybody else potentially. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks again for having me, Chris. Yep, thank you for coming on. It has been, as always, a pleasure, sir. Well, it was well, for you. Thank you very much. For me, if I'm honest with you, but there we go. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Hey, Cheers, good man. luck at the weekend as well. Got everything crossed. Thanks a lot, pal. Cheers. Take care, buddy. But oh, can I just say, uh, I don't yeah. know if I, I've got I've got West Ham on tonight. We're doing a, a match preview, and I am I am going to slightly explain that I do have a problem with my internet. And so, for the West Ham, occasionally you might see something appearing up on the screen. Um, I don't know if it will happen very often, <laughs> but occasionally, just occasionally, things things might just just pop up from other shows. <laughs> Bring on Jake. That's what I say. He's 15. Oh, I can yeah. him. <laughs> don't forget, he's called the Velvetizer. Oh, I'm going to write the yes. <laughs> 15, what a name, the Velvetizer. Can you imagine that being your superhero name? Is it a bird? <laughs> Is it a plane? No, oh, it's the Velvetizer. Oh, it's the Velvetizer. <laughs> right, have a good night. Enjoy your show later. Uh, and let's oh, get, down, God, get down to a thousand before the end of the season. So let's get over and get subscribing. I oh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care. Cheers. All the best, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Cheers. Yeah, well, I say we could be here till four talking England. That is what it is. Um, <laughs> New year and atomic. I am. I love atomic kitten. How can you not love atomic kitten? Tell me. Tell me they are. Well, the atomic kitten of then. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, we got we got Brendan Rogers coming up at seven o'clock on the press review show. I think Brad's going to be joining us for that one. Um, and, well, are we playing it live on on the show? Of course, Terry. So it's there. Um, what is atomic kit? Was that the sheep? No, <laughs> guys. Look, thanks very much. I am going to be back at seven with the aforementioned press review show, and then at quarter to nine, a little bit earlier than normal for uh, you'll see obvious reasons. Quarter to nine, we'll be doing the West Ham preview, the last game before the aforementioned World Cup. Cannot believe I am saying that, but it is true. But we're doing, we're doing plenty. We've got quizzes, we've got watch-alongs, we've got everything. Guys, if you haven't already, please, please do me a huge, huge favour. Uh, I would love you forever and a day, as would indeed my little mini-me there. But uh, if you haven't already, 
please would you subscribe to the channel um i'm trying to get over the 1500 i've just tipped over it so if we can get a few more just because uh, they do go up and down like a bride's knickers on the wedding night so if you haven't subscribed and you're new and you've enjoyed it please do uh but if you are subscribed just as important smash the likes because what it does it gets the channel uh it helps with the algorithms and it gets on people's homes pages so more people see it and then hopefully more people will subscribe look thanks very much for listening if you have been on the podcast on catch up thank you very much for watching as my little mini me says there as there is waving it's time to go i'll be back at seven thank you very much thanks to dan and thanks to dave i'll see you later good night thanks for watching lester till i die this is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's sports social podcast network the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year beyond the pitch beyond the results we're here to connect fans getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans we're a team with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.